Thanks for joining us on this special edition of the Growmark Podcast. Joining me is Ann Kafrin. Ann, you and I last spoke in March, so just about 90 days ago, when we were transitioning to work from home. Now it's June, and we are going to begin planning for a return to office. And I know that uh, you've had some questions since that was announced uh, over the last week or so. So could you describe the thought process behind return to office? I I certainly can, Chris, and I appreciate the opportunity. And it's also good to see you face-to-face. We are appropriately distanced within the office today. We are. Uh, But we did, uh, I do enjoy having this opportunity. Um, Yeah, you know, so in the middle of March, our, our, our big push, of course, was to make folks be both safe and productive with work from home. And that was accomplished very quickly. And I give all of our employees the kudos for for doing everything they could to, to do that adjustment very quickly. At that time, we, of course, were in a wait and watch mode to see how the p- pandemic progressed. And as the state of Illinois came out with the Restore Illinois plan, we have followed the guidance Uh, given by the state while also always watching the CDC's recommendations uh, for both the office workplace for essential workers who were here that entire time and now as we consider return to office. So the planning actually began back in April of, we didn't have a specific timeline in mind, but the planning began in April to say when it's possible, when it's both Uh, reasonable for employees to return, we do desire to be face-to-face as much as as practical. Uh, We do believe that there's, over this period of time, people have been productive, absolutely. But there's an opportunity cost, there's a loss of just the interactions. Uh, There's some of that that's, that's social, of course, but a lot of it, the camaraderie, the collaboration, the casual conversations that we have, the ability to bounce things off of people that, yes, we can use technology for, but there is fundamentally a deeper sense of that when we can can be uh, appropriately distanced but still in proximity to one another. And as Illinois moved into uh, phase three here at the 1st of June, that gave us the opportunity with the rest of of society opening some, the stay-at-home order per se uh, gone away, that there is opportunity to start the process of bringing employees back. Um, I'm aware that some have felt like this is, you know, what happened, there's a a rush to come back. Um, Fundamentally, and I apologize if that was what the, the sense of things were, Uh, 90 days at home and and an approximate similar amount to bring the employee group back doesn't feel like a rush to me, but I know that some have taken it that way. So I just wanted to demystify that process and say that lots of precautions are being taken within the building with cleaning, with ventilation, with the appropriate distancing measures. We'll be opening conference rooms at half capacity. Uh, We're asking folks to wear masks if they can't be distanced. And I'll get into some of these specific questions that have emerged here in a little bit. But our approach has always been to try to re-engage the employee base in the workplace when it was reasonably reasonable to do so uh, for the benefit of what, what happens when we are together and how that benefits serving our customers. So you mentioned questions, and I know that you've been working with the EMT, the emergency management team, on the plan to come back to the office here. And so 
Uh, I'd like to go through just some of the questions that have come into the team and we can kind of take each one as we go here. So the first one is kind of a, a, the larger general question is why are we returning to the office before there is either a vaccine or a treatment? Yeah, and so phase five in the Restore Illinois plan is when we don't, we effectively don't have any restrictions around distancing or mask wearing. Um, and that is predicated on having a vaccine or a treatment. We don't know when phase five will be. Um, it could be it could be in six months, it could be in a year, it could be in 18 months. And from a workplace perspective, that doesn't seem like a reasonable window to leave employees exclusively working from home. Um, and with the fact that we are loosening the guidelines to enable us to interact society-wide with those restrictions, uh, we don't want the restrictions to be onerous, but the idea of waiting for phase five uh, doesn't seem reasonable. And I mean, it's it's a challenge, too, because the vaccine um, that isn't yet developed, you know, we we have vaccines for other things that aren't 100 percent effective either. And that 100 percent level of assurance that you will never come in contact with anyone who's symptomatic with the coronavirus, I think, is is unreasonable. Um, and, I, and while we want to keep people as absolutely safe as as is practical, uh, we we don't see that end game as being what would be effective or pragmatic for the work workplace. Another question that came in: uh, Can I continue to work from home if I have an underlying health condition, and would I need a doctor's note? Another second part of that question: What if somebody in my household or that I care for has an underlying health risk? Yeah, and we are absolutely empathetic as an employer to to those concerns. And in every every situation is different. The facts and circumstances are different. But I would say, please work through your supervisor and with the HR service center. We will evaluate all of those on a case by case basis, and accommodations can be made where necessary for for those issues. This isn't a one size fits all approach to to the process, and I think that that's good. We're going to have exceptions, and we want people to bring forward what they believe those exceptions are. Another big concern from a lot of people is uh, childcare. So a question here, can I work from home if I don't have access to get daycare for my child? Yeah, access to daycare is going to be important, and we'll see how over this next period of uh, between June and August, how uh, child care availability comes back. Um, and But we, again, if there are specific facts and circumstances of someone who simply does not have access to child care, bring that forward to your supervisor, um, bring it to the HR Service Center, and we will work with you through those processes. Almost a second part to that question. So what will we do if children don't return to school buildings this coming August? Yeah, great question. And I don't have the crystal ball on that one. Um, I, and I think underlying that question might be, why don't we wait until then to, to determine what we're doing in the future? You know, we, again, I think it re readdresses the previous question is considerations for how childcare might be accomplished for for any needs that, that individuals might have. And if school doesn't go back into session, what would those backup plans possibly be for folks? And how do we work with people who truly just don't have any other options? Sure. Will Growmark allow more flexible work arrangements? And if so, how do I get approved for one? So we have a flexible working arrangement policy that's been in place for, oh, I think, a year and a half now. Um, it's a modernization of an older policy. 
that does allow uh, for supervisors to grant flexible working arrangements um, where it works for the position, uh, meaning that some people it, it may or it may not, so again, not one size fits all, and where the employee's performance is, is shown to be really strong um, and it's, it's a privilege to have that flexibility. And I, again, would say, direct you back to your, your supervisor. If you want to look for the policy, it's, it's on e-resource within the HR handbook. Um, but to just ask the questions related to the kind of flexibility that you might be interested in having, um, if it can be accommodated. Now, that said, we want these kinds of arrangements to be to be documented so that it's consistent, that there's a, a schedule to them, um, and then it's frequently reviewed by both by both the employee and the supervisor as to how well it's working. So this has been a fluid situation, and you and I talked about that even back in March when we were transitioning to work for uh, work from home. So uh, the question here is: Are we going to go back to work from home if cases start to increase? Well, we would go back to work from home if we felt like it was not reasonable, that that was an unreasonable risk to to be in proximity to others. And so we'll be watching the McLean County numbers. We'll be following the guidance of the state and the health department in all of those those matters. And if the state reverses course, um, if the state tells us that we're reverting back to stay-at-home orders, those types of things, we would take that appropriate action. Uh, nobody wants to be, well, it's, you know, we're, we're working from home. No, you're back in the building. Now you're working from home again. But the trajectory has been established here for some time that things are improving. But we, we won't allow uh, folks to, to continue to come to, from the, to the building if it's, if it's deemed that that's not a reasonable solution from a health perspective. If an employee does test positive, would the building be shut down? Not necessarily. Um, much like in any other venue, any other, any other retail business, any other um, office or, or whatever, um, it would require us to take a look at the facts and circumstances. Of course, we would um, immediately isolate the areas in which that employee had, had been in and thorough cleaning, possible you know, evacuation of, of a particular part of the area, but we wouldn't necessarily see the need to close the building. Temperature checks have been uh, big in the news, and some companies are doing them. The question here, is Gromark going to be doing temperature checks to, be, to come into the building? Right. At this point in time, we don't uh, plan to have temperature checks at Entrance 5 or, or any other entrance into the building, um, meaning the employer, um, someone taking your temperature. However, in the course that you took in success factors um, that all employees did, and thank you very much, uh, we had almost 100% compliance and understanding for a few that, that didn't because of, of different circumstances. But uh, we want you to do a self-health self health check every day that includes checking yourself for symptoms. Um, and a fever is part of that. So take your temp before you come to work and please stay home if you are sick at all, whether it's COVID-related symptoms or other symptoms. Good advice. Uh, regarding masks, do I have to wear one the entire time here in the office? No. Um, so again, I referenced, Chris, you and I are sitting uh, more than six feet apart right now. And if we are appropriately able to do that, 
um, then there's no need to wear a mask. I, you know, masks are a hot button item, and, and I understand that. But they are um, prescribed for what we're the phase that we're in in this process. And and my advice would be wear your mask when you come in and when you go out. And you know, if you are moving about, um, take it with you. And when you encounter people that you can't stay distanced from, then then please put it on. But I don't think this specifically prohibits us from having. Um, stand-up meetings, of even being in conference rooms where we can be appropriately distanced, and working together in a way that the mask is not is a, a significant barrier. I don't believe it has to be a significant barrier. The flip side of that is we need to be um, we need to be empathetic with one another and understand that some people's concerns. Are, are very heightened during this period of time. And so we want to um, in, encourage people to, to use the mask when and if they're, they're moving about into the public spaces. So what should we do if a coworker is not following the proper either distancing or mask protocols? Yeah, I, I really believe fundamentally that we need to kindly request to one another that they respect that distance requirement or that they wear a mask. Um, it's interesting. I have been coming into the building um, here for a while, and it is <laughs> when you approach the f- the front door. You know, I, I've been wearing my mask, but you know, sometimes it's this dance. Do you know how close do we get to one another? And it's sure. going to be awkward for for a time. But I I hope that all of us would respect someone saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not comfortable." I feel like even though we may be able to be technically distanced, I'm not comfortable. Do you mind putting your mask on? Um, we need to be able to, to speak that to, to one another, and we need to be able to receive that um, as, as individuals. Great point. Uh, what services are going to be functioning here in the building? Um, uh, the points brought up, the nurse, the cafeteria, coffee, vending machines. What should people expect when they come back? So it's a it's a chicken and an egg um, scenario here. So for example, the cafeteria we've been in we've been in close contract with the building department, the cafeteria, and and all of the services involved. And and their response to us is tell us when you're going to be at some critical mass, and we'll tell you when we it makes sense mm-hmm. for us to start the services. So what we've done is um, the emergency management team is meeting with all division directors over the next two weeks to to understand what their desired approach for coming back is. So for some people, it's going to be a rolling slow certain percentage of their or of their work teams over this period of time. For others, it kind of an all or one, all or none approach. Some people are bringing managers back first, and we want to give that flexibility to allow people to do what they need or feel is best for their employee groups, as well as being able to serve customers. So once we get a sense of kind of the timing, as we put that puzzle together of who's coming back when, certain services will come back. But I can tell you for right now, and the month of June, the cafeteria won't be open, but the but the microwaves will. Mm-hmm. Um, the cafeteria itself won't be serving food. They will likely start coming back with grab-and-go items and then hopefully return to more full service as the workforce comes back. The nurse is not on site right now. Um, And other uh, services, for example, the credit union branch is closed here, but of course the credit union across the parking lot is open. Um, was there anything else within the services that I missed there? I think you got everything. That, and uh, 
just just a reminder because I know these are really popular, but the, at least the coffee area. Yeah. So just for initially here, because of the amount of touch <laughs> required yeah. on those yeah. coffee machines, uh, we'd prefer to not have those open um, just now. The water stations are available. Um, the actual water fountains have been removed, but mm. the water stations in the vending areas are there and the vending machines are still functional and open. Okay. Uh, so when will visitors be allowed and, and how will we monitor their health? Uh, the building department overall, the monitors or, or makes those determination on visitors. Visitors are not allowed presently. Now, we, we've got to define visitor a little bit, I suppose. So if we need a contractor, either a contract employee or someone to come in and work on equipment or work on a project of, of some nature, that can be accommodated. But right now, visits by salespeople, vendors, um, even most customer situations are, are not allowed. The monitoring of their health will be the ask uh, related to symptoms. So much like, I don't know how many people are, are presently out and about, but um, I actually got a haircut on Sunday, and I was <laughs> so glad for that. But, um, you know, I, there was a, a request that I respond to a number of questions about symptoms. Okay. Um, uh, will Growmark replenish uh, masks and sanitizer? Yeah, good question. So uh, what I've discovered over time here is that people have very specific preferences about masks. <laughs> you know, some things work on different faces differently, you know, how, sure. how we wear them and what we prefer. So I've, I've found that a lot of people have their own masks. We've provided one mask to everyone. And so what I would say is if you if you lose that one and that's that's truly your only one and you need it, um, we will provide that additional. We consider it personal protective equipment. Um, talk to the HR service center about that. But my understanding from talking to a number of employees is they prefer the kind of mask that they prefer and they have it for what they're doing in the rest of their their lifetime. <laughs> Makes sense. So the final big question that was submitted to the EMT team, is the building cleaning going to be stepped up? Yeah, and it has been since March. Um, so again, I just want to reiterate that the building has never technically closed. Um, we've had employees that, that need to work from the building in here, and folks um, have been allowed to come and go as, as needed. Of course, in the early days, we encouraged as little of that as possible, um, but we've, we've never really closed. Neither has the building department or cleaning. Um, so surface disinfection is taking place on a, on a much more frequent basis in, than in the past, multiple times a day. Um, on the hard surfaces, ventilation has been um, stepped up, and the building department is is all over um, ensuring that the cleanliness factor, the bathrooms are being regularly disinfected, and all of those precautions that are coming along. Um, signage has been put up, and the the standard precautions for making sure that we're both as distanced as possible and the surfaces are as clean as practical. So we hit most of the major <laughs> topics, but there might be questions out there that are still unanswered. If people do have questions, how should they go about asking those? Yeah, and and I feel feel these feel the weight of the questions that are coming. Um, the HR service center is always a place to to submit your question. 
and uh, they may not have the specific answer to it, but they will know how to work through the process to get it for you. Some things um, are just specific to an individual. Um, other questions are more generalized and we can redirect them where they need to go. Your supervisor is, is always a, a great, great resource as well. And if you are a supervisor who has questions, you know, please reach out to the service center. The emergency management team has a representative from the HR service center on, on the team and is bringing forward things that we need to consider as a group so that we can provide clarity. And I think I just want to one more time say, so our approach here is that we believe there's value in being back in the office and being together. We want to do that, respecting the health and safety of employees. Um, we're approaching this in a manner of not doing a unilateral well, let's have 10% come back over the next 10 weeks, go. Because we think it's better to allow work teams to figure, to, to determine what works best for them and try to support them in the process. Um, some places are going to need plexiglass barriers between cubes. Other places um, are working just fine the way they are physically speaking, but they might have equipment needs uh, that we, that we want to work through. The IT service desk is involved in this process, and for folks that have brought equipment home, other than their laptops, uh, we, we want to schedule your return so that we can sanitize that equipment and provide you with, with something else. All of this is in the best interest of easing the workforce back in, but it's not as clear as saying, all right, 10% over the next 10 weeks, go. Um, and, and the feedback I get is that there are some people that, that appreciate that and some people that would appreciate just knowing the clarity. Sure. So um, my ask is for some understanding that the approach is intended to be as um, individually work unit, you know, from a division director's perspective, uh, friendly as possible to ensuring that, that customer needs are being met um, and we have this opportunity to to be back together for the sake of um, the value that comes from being together. I want to address just one more thing, Chris, if sure. you don't mind, just kind of head, you know, straight up and, and heads on. So uh, I've received some candid feedback, and I honestly always appreciate candid feedback. That, to just raise the question, is this just about you know, managers wanting people back at their desks so they, that they can make sure that they're being productive and watch them. Sure. And that's not driving this at all. That has never been part of the equation. We see the value um, collectively of the workforce working together, of physically together as much as practical. The future of the workplace, is it going to have more remote elements? Yeah, it will. Um, I think over time it will. Um, and, but that's pockets of our organization today. We've had remote workers for a time, and um, as we determine what the best use of, of, of remote opportunities is in the future, I'm certainly glad that we have the technology tools and are now very adept at them to continue to move that along. You know, there's no doubt that the workplace is going to look different here, just as it's going to look at workplaces all across the country and the world. And not to be too cliche about it, but what we said in March is we're all in this together. And it's, I think it's the same thing coming back into the office. It's just it's being flexible, fluid and working for the same goal. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. And, and I, I appreciate that it's uh, 
we didn't, honestly, I'm not sure that we thought it would be as, and I say easy, knowing that it wasn't easy for everyone, but doing the work from home process, you know, over two days, effectively having everybody set up and yeah. going was, was pretty amazing. We knew from the beginning that it would be more challenging um, in this return to work, return to office process. Um, because there are individual differences across the board. We're trying to honor those and still accomplish what we believe is necessary to accomplish. So between now and the end of August, returning as many folks as possible, understanding that there's going to be some exceptions, and um, doing that in a manner that is reasonable to protect the health and safety of employees. Well, we've covered a lot, and I believe this gives people more clarity. But like you said, if people have questions, reach out to the HR Service Center, and uh, hopefully we will all be seeing each other over the next few weeks and months. So. Yes, and, and to everyone, be well. Thank you so much, Ann. Thank you.